This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Here's Barrett, some shake and bake, catch a three. Satchel in the crowd with Barrett. Five on the 24. Barrett brings the end. Is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Hope everybody's doing all right. Um, you know, today at least in Jersey on the East Coast, it was um rainy day. You know, cloudy, rainy, not much to do, but hang inside and take notes for the podcast, which is what I've been doing all night. And that's kind of why we are recording so early. Um, So I'm hoping to get this episode up the same night that I'm recording it, which is May 28th on a Thursday. So that's that. But other than that, you know, taking notes on the pod today, I've not been doing much. Um, Watched a couple of TV shows, trying to uh, get through this Lance Armstrong 30 for 30 that ESPN, I think they put up a couple nights ago. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Only saw the first couple of minutes so far, but, um, it seems really good. I'm really intrigued by that. Um, other than that, you know, just hang, <laughs> I guess on my phone, on Twitter, a little bit too much Facebook and Twitter time, you know, almost to a point where I find myself in conversations with people I don't even fucking know and <laughs> kind of just arguing why Derek Cheater is not overrated, why, the Knicks should take this it's like I spent too much time today on Twitter and and on Facebook it's like I I gotta take a step back and realize you know (laughs) it's pointless it's a moot point when you're on the internet with a bunch of uh you know angry um you know 20 year old kids but other than that man I've I've got nothing for you today you know did nothing um nothing productive in terms of in terms of um you know getting anywhere so just continuing to work on the pod um and yeah so tonight um we're gonna focus on cole anthony now this is a prospect that's very uh what's the word fascinating i guess at least for me um i feel like i say that though with everybody but really especially with cole anthony just because i see the the disparity here between his floor and his ceiling it seems to be pretty big there are so many questions, and then there are so many things to like. Um, again, this is just my own opinion. but So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to cover Cole Anthony, and um, hopefully um, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, really quick, I want to fix the lighting in my studio here. Um, hold on, let me pause. 
Okay, much better. Sorry. We, I, I, had to, I had to fix the lighting in the room. Um, if you're watching the podcast, you could probably tell that you couldn't really see my face as clear. But we're all good now. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're listening or watching uh, the podcast here here on uh, BD4, thank you. And be sure to, if you haven't yet, subscribe to us. Um, download the podcast and all that fun stuff. You know, you can find us on uh, Apple, Google you know, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and obviously the videos up on YouTube and plenty more platforms as well. Just go to my website. It's in the description. It's up on the screen. If you're watching the pod, you know, it's on my Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Um, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, wherever platform you're on, I'm sure all the information is right there. So yeah, I, like I said, I haven't been doing anything. Um, it, it's unfortunate. Some of the events that have been going on during, COVID-19, obviously, I don't really like to get too involved in anything outside of the sports world, but some rioting going on right now uh, over something that was very, very um, unfortunate and something that should not have happened, but it's, you know, violence is never the answer. Um, it's it's something that I really hope, uh, hope gets resolved and I hope in a different way, though, in a different manner. Um, it's some some crazy shits going on right now, and hopefully, just everybody's staying safe in Minnesota, where I think these riots are happening. And it, it's unfortunate that a, a bunch of animals and pigs have to, you know, loot the streets and, and and cause just more harm. You know, kind of contradict themselves. But so I hope everybody is staying safe in Minnesota, um, and just all around the world with this virus too. I hope everybody's doing all right. <laughs> It's some crazy shit, but, you know, I'm holding my own here, um, <laughs> and I'm just waiting for sports to return, guys. I'm really, really waiting for something to return, and again, we've talked about this. Obviously, um, there has been talk, some movement um, when it comes to basketball. The NBA has a plan in, in place, and they're going to try to get going. It seems like they're trying to get going in that direction there's some movement you know at least more movement than there's been with um with fucking baseball um with baseball it seems you know much less optimistic and much more pessimistic here it seems as if the owners and the players are still feuding over contract negotiations and everything so we'll see how this all plays out at the end of the day i just want some kind of live event right nascar is fun in fact there's a race going on right now which i might you know what I want to tune into that, um, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Let's see if I can find the race. There's not much going on. There isn't much going on, and, and obviously, I um. And I don't want to waste too much time just talking nonsense, and you know, we're almost ten minutes in, and we really haven't accomplished shit. So, let's uh let's head to break, and as soon as we get back from break, guys, we're gonna dive right into um into uh cole anthony and discusses you know strengths weaknesses and potential fit with the knicks do they decide to draft him and his is he available at their at their spot so let's head to break and we'll get to all that Fellas, 
Really quick before we continue with the show, I just want to remind you, if you haven't yet subscribed to BD4, be sure to do so right now. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. covered LaMelo Ball and then afterwards touched on um broke down Killian Hayes. I said that um you know I said that uh what I say that they were you know one A and one B on my list and everybody else after that you know was on a different level. You know three through whatever. And Cole Anthony he um he happens to be probably that top guy on my list after um Hayes and, and Ball. I really wouldn't mind taking Cole Anthony. I know he he's very polarizing as a prospect when it comes to the Nick fan base. Some people really like him, and some people just totally don't think he'll pan out. Um, but I I like you know I'm in a position here, or the Knicks are in a position here to where they just need talent, right? And and we're in a position as fans watching this draft coming up, whenever that is. It's not. It's gonna be a draft. No, 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 where no matter who we select, no matter who anybody selects, for that reason, that guy, that prospect, you know, is gonna come with question. That's just the type of draft this is, guys. It's it's a draft where there's a lot of upside with some of these prospects, but those same guys carry a lot of question. So I really, you know, I don't like getting into um. I don't like getting too up or down on anybody in this draft. I just, you know. I'm very when it comes to this draft I'm, I have a very simple um outlook on it. You know, if he's talented, if he if he fits, good. Those are my two things. Can you fit and do you have talent, right? And I think I put a little more weight on that talent part than I do the fit. Just because you're the Knicks and you're looking for more backcourt talent. You're looking for your starter. Um you know, your your franchise guy at that position too. So that's where Cole Anthony comes into play. You know, third, probably third you know, after the, or, you know, second after the 1A, 1B thing on my list with Ball and Hayes, Cole Anthony, you know, a 6'3", 190-pound guard um, with a 6'4.5", 6'5", wingspan. Um, just turned 20 years old, so still, still very young, you know, good age for his class, and played at UNC in the ACC for a season in college. Um, was a one-and-done prospect there. Uh, I think the Tar Heels were 14 and 19 overall this past season. Um, when Cole Anthony was on the floor, because I know he had that big knee injury, when he was there, they were 10 and 12, which is winning 46% of their games. And without him, they were 4 and 7, winning 36% of their games. So take that as it may be. Um, and, you know, he played 22 games for them. So he, he did miss some time with that big, was it a torn meniscus or something? So played 22 games, started in all but two, um, averaged 35 minutes a night, and put up productive numbers, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, the efficiency splits weren't pretty, 38% from the floor, 40% from two, 35% from three, and 75 from the free throw stripe. 
uh, doing all this on a volume of 15.7 uh, field goal attempts per game, 9.3 two-point attempts, 6.4 three-point attempts, and um, 5.8 um, uh, free throw attempts. So, Defensively collected 1.3 steals and 0.3 blocks, turning it over 3.5 times offensively per game, and then um, going back to defense, 2.9 personal fouls. Um, overall, if you're into those analytical numbers, I think his win shares were 2.1. Not sure how much, how good that is, but uh, and the player efficiency rating 17.5, which I know in the NBA that would be considered slightly above average. So now the projection here, obviously, obviously he's going to be Lotto, um, you know, one of the top prospects in this class. But uh, um, I, I think the next question becomes, you know, how early does he get picked? Well, I honestly think he's anywhere from three to five. You know, I think there's a good chance he's, let's just say top five, you know, just like Toppin, just like really everybody else in this lot of that we've covered so far. Um, sorry. I think, um, yeah, I think he's top five. Um, so some of the comparisons I've heard, I've heard a few comparisons and I, I really, I can see each of them. Um, I can understand why, why they've been uh, compared to Cole Anthony. Um, now, the one you hear most often, I would like to think it would be the Derrick Rose light, right? Kind of a, a, a lesser version of D-Rose. And I see that, you know, with the athleticism, the pull-up jump shooting, right, likes to shoot off the bounce. Um, you know, a guy who's going to create. Um, I've seen Mo Williams. I really agree with that. I've seen a Jamal Murray comparison. And I actually... That was very creative, and I, I like that. I have not seen that around too much, but I did see it in you know some kind of. Uh, I was reading a scouting report. I saw Jamal Murray, I believe, and I I like that one too. <laughs> so there's there's some you know there are some comparisons out there that you know pretty decent um, that, that that lead you to believe he's got a pretty decent seal. And I think there's a big upside um, when it comes to Cole Anthony. I think there's all star level talent inside him somewhere. Right, but the question is, is it going to be reached? Can he reach that peak? Um, you know, do those? He's got that talent, no, unquestionably, right? It's no doubt about that. But do those deficiencies that he has in his game limit his role? Will he be a guy who's gonna put up those productive All Star type numbers, but is probably best in terms of being a winning player to come off the bench as a six man of the year type? Is he just gonna be somebody who's a six man because of his big deficiencies? Right. Usually players like him, you know, volume scorers, got the little streaky types, don't change too much, right? In terms of you know becoming more efficient, um, you know. So some people even seem like it seems like some people even have these boomer bust vibes when it comes to Cole Anthony. So some I don't know. Some really are again. Some are really down on the kid, but you do have to think, you know. And I've watched a little bit of Tar Heel basketball this past season. Um, you do have to, to think about it when you, when you look at the, at the overall picture here, some of his struggles, Cole Anthony's, you'd have to think that some of them were more a product of the team's lack of spacing out there and, and really just lack of overall talent than it is, um, more on Cole Anthony. Right. So I just feel like, you know, all these prospects come with question, but with their upside, but some of his deficiencies, Cole Anthony, I feel like come due to the fact that UNC didn't really have a talented, deep team this season, and he had to do a lot of the work, you know. And we're going to get to that 
specifically in a, in a moment. But um, let's let's dive into some of his strengths, weaknesses. We'll bullet point them real quick, and then we'll dive into them more. So, some of the strengths to um, Cole Anthony's game is um, we'll start with the one I think is going to be the focal point of his game is is shot creating ability and his ball handling ability. Right, his ability to create off the bounce. I also have that he's his athleticism and off ball potential give him some upside as a scorer. Um, I've got size and I've got finishing upside. And then last but not least here is a strength rebounding and defensive upside. Now, when we get to the weaknesses, we're going to be talking about his finishing right now, his shot selection, his playmaking, his positional fit, um, his defense and his durability. So all in all, taking those two, those few things and, um, into account here, so I would say the swing factors here, the major you know, phases of his game that we need to see translate or improve are going to be finishing, shot selection, and passing. Those three things are, I think are going to make or break. They're going to make or break his NBA career. You know, can he become a better finisher in the NBA? Will he improve the shot selection, and will he become a better passer uh, for a guy who's going to be playing some point guard? So let's dive into the number one strength we talked about, and then we'll go you know, little by little, um, the shot creating and ball handling that he brings, you know, that's the focal point of his game. That's what people think about when they think about Cole Anthony, um, a great isolation scorer, you know, somebody who's very quick and crafty with the ball, very tight with it. Um, and he gets to the rim very well because of that speed and craftiness. So, you know, he, he's, he's able to, when you watch him, he, you can really see how, he likes to kind of read the defender's hips and, and their feet, you know, when he's in one-on-one situations, and he uses that to his advantage to create separation, right? If the defender looks like they're hedging this way on a screen, he'll take that, you know, he'll read it pretty. He's very good at recognizing the defender and reading the defense. Um, now he's a great, again, a great scorer off the bounce. Um, was actually ranked in the 72nd percentile in terms of scoring off the dribble this past season. Loves the step back. Loves that sidestep um, and a pretty good pull-up game in the mid-range area, driving and pulling up. Um, you know, likes the jab step from three, from, more from the wing, right? He can shoot um, off that jab step. He likes to use that. And a great pick-and-roll scorer. He splits the defense pretty well in pick-and-roll. We'll split it pretty well. Um, and he's got, I would like to believe he's got um, a three-level potential. You know, as a scorer, um, he was 35% on three on over six attempts this past season. So he, he shot it effectively, uh, provides good range. You know, he can shoot it from the NBA distance um, and has a pretty quick release on the jumper. So <clears throat> I would like to believe he's got a good three-point shot that could translate um, in the, the in-between game. Right, He's got a decent in-between game in the mid-range area, has a nice floater that he can shoot pretty effectively in traffic. Um, and a good off-balance layup shot. So acrobatic and athletic at the rim and traffic too. Um, of course, he's got to work on some finishing, but we'll get to that again later as a weakness. But he has the ability to get there, and he's shown flashes of being pretty acrobatic around the rim. Um, and he's hit a fair amount of free throws to believe that he can become a good shooter You know, at a high volume too. Um, took 128 attempts this past season. Um, in just 22 games, um, and he hit him at a, an okay 75% rate. So I think that's a decent indicator to to show you that he has the ability, um, the potential to become a solid shooter in the NBA. Um, let's move on to athleticism and his off-ball potential, right? He's got some speed, especially for his size. 
Um, so he's very good in the open court. Uh, can run the break effectively. Uh, and he's got some sneaky explosiveness. You'll see him throw down some pretty cool dunks here and there. Um, he can get to the rim exceptionally. And again, he's ac acrobatic in traffic. We kind of talked about that. Um, and overall, he just seems very comfortable off the ball. So he's not somebody who's actually, you know, you would think a, a scorer, you know, an ISO guy, scorer's mentality like him would be ball dominant, but he's pretty comfortable off the ball. You know, he shot 41% on catch and shoot this past season, um, and he can he can run off the screen pretty, pretty decently as well. So, um, size, great size at the point guard position, 6'3", um, a few pounds under 200, you know, that's pretty you know, above average for a point guard. Um, and then the finishing upside, I know the awful finishing numbers, he was like, I don't know, maybe in the 20 or 30% range in terms of finishing at the rim, um, which is was like in the second percentile. Um, so <laughs> that was pretty awful. But again, it, how much was that due to UNC's lack of spacing, right? That crowded paint. They had two big men constantly on the floor with Cole Anthony. So he was, he was you know, kind of set up to fail. Um, on the inside, he was the only true scoring threat. Um, you know, he was the only one who had that ability to he, to create. You know, he has the athleticism, at least I think so, to to where he could thrive, um, slashing and finishing at the rim. I think it's there. You know, I think with more spacing at the NBA level, and hopefully the Knicks can get more spacing, um, it would help him become a better finisher. Um, and rebounding and defensive upside. That's the last strength I have here for Cole Anthony. Um, very impressive rebounder, to be honest with you guys. Very impressive rebounding numbers for Cole Anthony um, at that size. You know, very impressive. Getting seven rebounds per 40 minutes this past year at UNC. Um, he tracks the ball pretty well, and I think he'll be a good rebounder. Reminds me of Westbrook on the glass where he's aggressive, and he'll put his nose in there at times to, to really um, – go after it on the boards um now defensively uh he's pretty quick laterally he's to where you could believe he'll be a decent perimeter defender and he had some good good games i know in the mcdonald's all-american game he he played excellent defense um and overall his perimeter defense at least wasn't terrible um, it's not bad you know he's got the athleticism and he's got the toughness to where he's able to handle contact pretty well um so i, I think he'll be effective there in the nba if he can continue to improve um 1.5 steals per 40 minutes, so that's also a number I like to throw at you just as an indicator to where he can be at pest here and there. Um, now let's go to the weaknesses because, again, this is kind of why some people are down on the kid. Um, a lot of these go hand in hand, too, that I'm about to say, so keep that in mind. Um, finishing, right now at least. You know, we talked about that already. Um, was it more a product of UNC or is it him that has to get a little better at the rim? Um, shot selection. Now that's a big reason as well, though, for his inefficiency. A very streaky kind of shooter. Um, tough shot taker, tough shot maker kind of guy. We've heard that term thrown around often in the NBA. You know, that can be a blessing and a curse, right? Somebody who's going to take those difficult off-balance J's, it could also hurt. And you can see some of those six out of 20, you know, nightmare shooting games like we often saw um, with somebody else called Anthony. <laughs> Um, so we hope that he can improve his shot selection. He was just a woeful, disgusting 40% on his two-point shots. Again, a lot of that was at the rim. You know, I think the mid-range shooting was pretty decent. Um, so I just think he needs to play a little smarter and 
at least for the few, first few seasons of his career, until he becomes more established, he needs to play through the system and, you know, not do maybe as much ISO, um, you know, don't abuse it. Um, I think that will become, help him become more efficient. Uh, playmaking, you know, some flashes right now, but not a great passer at the point guard spot. Um, he did turn it over 3.5 times per game as opposed to his four assists per game. So not a pretty ratio. And again, this is going to lead me to my next weakness, positional fit. You know, he's not a great passer for a point guard, but he's also pretty you know, slightly undersized to play the shooting guard full time. He's more of a tweener right now. So he's not going to be very switchable defensively. You know, that lack of length really hurts him there, and it's going to hurt him at the rim, too. So where is he going to play? You know, I would like to believe he's more of an off-guard, somebody who's going to have to play the two a lot more. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, he does have the ability to play off the ball. We mentioned that. So that's going to be something I keep an eye on. You know, he doesn't really have the average size for a shooting guard to keep up with those, you know, stronger-framed um, twos. But... He, his play style doesn't exactly fit the true point guard role. Um, so we'll see. That's going to be interesting Interesting to see how that translates um, in the NBA. Defense. Um, his pick and roll defense in particular is not great. His footwork needs work. Uh, he crosses his legs a lot. Sometimes he'll gamble, and that will kind of um, cause some confusion on rotations, right? He doesn't know when he's going to go over versus under. Kind of gets lost at times there. Um, so he needs to improve at most. Um, I'm sorry, uh, specifically, um, I think the, the biggest thing here he needs to improve defensively is that pick and roll D. And then obviously, um, guarding on the inside, needing some more strength, all depending on where he's playing. Um, now, durability I have as the last weakness here. You know, it's tough. It's really tough. You know, this kid's got so much talent, but he's got a, a history of being hurt. Um it concerns me a little bit, you know, the ankle issues in high school. And then you had, of course, this past year, again, with the torn meniscus, the knee injury, um, which caused him to miss a bunch of time. Um, I think it happened on December 8th, and he was out all the way until pretty sure the start of February. So he missed almost an entire month. Um, So that's that. You can also put that as a swing factor. We'll go health, finishing, shot selection, and passing. Those are the three things that I really, really would like to see Cole Anthony, um, you know, improve on. Or not improve, you know, just to either continue on succeeding in or, or improve on some certain things, right? Because he's good shooting. He's good at shooting right now. Um, but he needs to prove that he's able to stay on the floor. And, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it when it comes to Cole Anthony, guys. I, I'm really intrigued by him. I think he can be a guy who either has that all-star potential, right? But it's going to be on him to improve some of his deficiencies and, and to play a more efficient style of basketball, right? And if he doesn't do those things, he could just become a guy who's going to come off the bench for you as the sixth man, right? It's all going to be very interesting. I'm very intrigued to see if it was more a UNC thing or if it was more a him thing. Um, but we'll see, guys. I, Again, this is somebody who I would not mind taking. Cole Anthony is not my favorite prospect in this draft. He's not my second favorite prospect in this draft, but he's up there, um, definitely up there. And he's a, a shot-creating, you know, combo guard. He's more of a combo guard, you know, again, a tweener. 
um, that the Knicks need. They need that shot creator. They need that guy who can score and be aggressive off the bounce, right? They've been in need of that since fucking Marbury. So uh, that's it. That's it. We're going to get to our question of the day. And um, yes, let's let's do that right now. Sorry, the mic was muted. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to our NYY, NYK question of the day. Let me just pull it up really quick. I always forget to pull it up. Um, so last time out on episode 130, we asked you, here it is. Uh, what number did Walt Clyde Frazier wear with the Knicks? Um, what number did Walt Frazier wear with the Knicks? Um, told you to message me, comment, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever, and let me know the answer. Um, the answer is he wore number 10 with the Knicks. Clyde Frazier was number 10 um, as their point guard for over a decade. Uh, so, yes, number 10. Now, tonight's question. All right. Tonight's NYY, NYK question of the day is, let's see. Okay. In 2013, Carmelo Anthony led the Knicks in scoring with 28.7 points, and J.R. Smith was second in scoring with 18.1. Outside of Amari Stoudemire, who played in just 29 games, who was the next best scorer? So it's a long question, let me repeat that. In 2013, Carmelo Anthony led the Knicks in scoring with 28.7 points per game. J.R. Smith was second with 18.1 points per game. Outside of Amari Stoudemire, so throw him out, who played in just 29 games, who was the third best scorer in terms of points per game on that Knicks team. So let me know, guys. Um, <clears throat> you know, Inbox me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Comment on YouTube or whatever other platform you can comment that the podcast is available on. So, guys, thank you so much for coming by. You know, thank you for listening to BD4. Thank you for watching BD4. Um, and I think that's it. That's all we've got on Cole Anthony. So, yeah, this is your host, Rob Carbone, with episode, what episode are we on? 131 of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. And I'm going to, uh, I'm signing out. All right, ciao.